Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Almost Christmas time. And this is my final show of the week. Got Mike Elam filling in tomorrow. Ryan Recker on Friday. Sue and I are going to hang out next week here oh, yeah. in the studio with a bunch of segments from the previous year with the main goal being we don't have to work. That is correct. All right. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Alex Rich is here from Y98. He visits on a Wednesday. How are you? Doing well. You have some Doing new well. music to dazzle with. I haven't shared with it, today the, is um, the release with the group. Today was the big release. It How would is, you describe uh, the song, Alex? Uh, I would say the song is a is a bit well. You it's know, a holiday tune, but it's not necessarily a Christmas song, like, right? Like the great uh, you know Will Ferrell said, a little bit of a uh, Jesus and Fergie combined. There you go. Yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we have not only that, Sue. Something I oh, really look forward to. Not only do we have a new cut that will spin here from Alex, but also from. The legendary Adam Wainwright this afternoon. Oh, well. that should be it's coming up. Here he, he unfortunately didn't collaborate with me on this. Oh, song. Yeah, <laughs> but first, let's get the forecast for the rest of the weekend into next week, Christmas Day, etc. Dave Murray, ninety-seven-one chief meteorologist. Merry Christmas, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, I don't think we're going to get a white Christmas. How soggy? No, no. How <laughs> soggy of a Christmas are we going to get? Soggy. It is going to be a soggy Christmas. The, you know, just a quick broad brush. Temperatures are going to be very mild right through Christmas Day, well above average. We should be about 43 degrees for high temperatures this time of year. We're talking mid to upper 50s. We could even see a 60-degree day come late in the weekend. Nighttime temperatures for the most part in the 40s. You know, it's just a, a, a very, very mild weather pattern. Two waves of rain coming up. We have a relatively light rain coming in here late Thursday night and during the day on Friday. Light as far as the amounts are concerned. A much more substantial system with up to an inch, maybe more of rain coming in here, developing on Sunday. But it's wet periods of rain throughout Christmas Eve and throughout Christmas Day. But temperatures, temperatures, upper 50s. Let's just think upper 50s. Uh, what part of the country or what parts of the country are there encouraging signs for a white Christmas anywhere at this point, Dave? Are you aware? Ooh, boy, that's a tough one. You know, the, in the lake, lake effect belts around the Great Lakes, they'll have a white Christmas. Uh, they have had some snow. There'll be some snow in the higher elevations of the Rockies. The, the southern, even the southern Rockies will have some snow, but it's not a lot of snow. The ski areas have been making snow, but there's not a lot of areas that are going to see snow between now and and Christmas Day. But there is some snow on the ground in places. But a lot of the country, just just nothing, nothing Dave, at all. We were talking about this, and I can't remember the last time we did have a white Christmas. Oh, boy, you're racking my brain here. 
Because my brain doesn't normally remember that stuff. Mm. I remember something light. I don't even know if it would qualify in the past, you know, recent history. You know, just like a dusting. But I don't know if we got anything significant for Christmas. We had we had what I th- thought was the best snow for Christmas. It was now probably about 10 years ago. And it snowed on Christmas Eve. And it was about a five-inch snowfall. Uh-huh. It was a really light, powdery, type, really dry snow. It was very cold. And uh, and that was just classic. I remember going to a party on Christmas Eve, uh, a, a rare Christmas Eve I had off, and uh, and just going to a friend's house who loved snow at Christmas time. And he was just out of his mind. That's he was so awesome. excited Outside about it. Outside of the rain, yeah. and Alex Rich is in here who visits with us on a Wednesday. Dave, you would um, have maybe an answer to this. There, there should be a time in the next week or so where some people who play golf can get out there with a mm-hmm. nice tea time that wouldn't be too cold, right? Mm, yeah, I, up through about Wednesday of next week. I think after Wednesday of next week, we're going to at least get back to where we should be, maybe below average. There are still some signs of some cold air trying to build and release, but there's nothing extremely cold right now. But just to get us back to where we should be probably would be a good thing. But, yeah, you know, after after the rain we have on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, it's going to be really, really soggy. You, you don't have to lie to Mark. You can just tell him it's always <laughs> too cold, even in the middle of summer, for him to be out playing any sort no, of No, he golf. doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. You know, one thing I should mention, too, Sue, I think, uh, well, we'd all have great appreciation for this because, thank God, starting tomorrow, although it really doesn't start tomorrow because I think you kind of get – well, maybe it does – the we had this period earlier in December where the sun sort of sets at the same time. We start going in the other direction yes. tomorrow, Dave. Where this, yeah, this it, darkness it, is killing us here at four fifteen oh, in the no. afternoon. There is a little bit of a lag time between the the shortest day of the year. Everybody thinks it's the first day of winter, which uh, you know it start winter officially takes place tomorrow at about nine twenty seven in the evening on Thursday. So Friday, the first day of winter, but because the earth is not a perfect circle, there is a little bit of a lag time on that. But once we get past around the 28th, 29th of December, the days will start to get a little bit longer. Now we're only talking a minute, minute and a half or so, but we're headed in in the right direction. So we are, let let me just give a little real life example here of uh, sunset time at 439 here this afternoon on the 20th of December. If we go to the, uh, the 20th, of uh, January, it would be, oh, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Hold mm. on a second here. The sunset on the 20th of January would be 5.08 p.m. Oh, so yeah. that, look, yeah. that, that, that baby steps, right. baby steps, yeah. right, Dave? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the, the downside of that is there's an old weather saying that says, as the days lengthen, the cold strengthens. Ah, well, that, I was... that gets us that gets us into January and February. Yeah, like thank that. you guys. I don't have a closer. Can we skip February? Is there any way to do that? Dave Murray, uh, have a great, great Christmas holiday season. We will too, talk guys. to you soon. All right, take care. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. <laughs> and now, Sue's News, sponsored by Mr. Appliance, speedy expert service. Call 636-674-6446. Oh, turn on your mic, Sue. On this day in history, 37 years ago, this does have music, Mark. In 1986, Fred, the Bangles began a four-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with this. It's Walk Like an Egyptian. You remember when that was huge? Oh, yeah. 
shared this story before, and you can choose to believe it or not, but it, this song mildly, very mildly changed the trajectory of my life. What? Because I've, told, I've shared this story a couple of times, so you just don't remember it. So back, in, this is when I was graduating from college, and my friend who I refer to quite a bit, who's out in Las Vegas, Rick Niner, who I visit, we were starting to think about producing music shows, and we were looking at Stevens Auditorium in Columbia, Missouri, to rent and to try to put a, a show on. And, and this is a very tough business. I probably would have failed anyway. But the Bangles were a band that we kind of looked at because at the time they were relatively inexpensive. It was like a $10,000 fee to book them. This song came out, spends four weeks at number one, they go to $30,000 and then beyond. Oh, so I, man. It killed my dreams. It probably didn't kill my dreams, it but again, dreams. slight trajectory <laughs> change because of the Bangles. I blame them. I love Susanna Hoff so much. I had a chance to interview them and 1985 or something like that, and they were lovely. Oh, that's nice to know. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe it saved your life, Mark. We don't know. Well, you don't know those things. You really don't. And, you know, I know what you're saying. Look, my in all seriousness, that was a period in my life where I was trying to decide if I was going to go into the music business because I had done some work in the record industry, or am I going to go into radio? Sadly, I landed in radio, but I might be dead if I was in the music business. See? Thank we never you. know. You don't know. On this day in history, four years ago, uh, President Trump established Space Force. That's that new branch of the military, and that's when he signed the National Defense Act. So uh, the Space Force is, I shouldn't say the, Space Force is four years old. You now, know, my son, Noah, worked for Space Force. For, oh, did he really? Yeah. Um, did he like it? Yeah, well, he said it's a great, gr- it's a great group. They're very, very committed. Uh, they do a lot. It's, it's based out of the Pentagon. That's but, where he worked. But he left. <laughs> it uh, was he so got great that he could somewhere else. He didn't oh, like all right. the green men that he was sharing the cubicle <laughs> oh with. That God. was annoying, I heard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. By the way, Fred went to an event last night. He went to the rep. Tell me about this, oh, Fred. Yeah. I did. I took my neighbor Joyce to the rep. To Why stop did you right take there. your neighbor Joyce, Stop right Fred? there. <laughs> that was interesting. Stop right yeah. there. <laughs> now, we have because... to set this up. <laughs> First of all... <laughs> Joyce is not just any neighbor. Joyce is the neighbor who picks out clothing at secondhand stores and brings uh, brings shirts to Fred. Am I wrong? Oh, that's correct. And yeah. irons them all every week. She irons and Everybody needs a Joyce in yeah. their life, let me tell yeah. you. Can she fit a couple more shirts yeah, exactly. in the iron uh-huh. rotation? She already told me if I'm over five, I don't get the oh my God. over Fred five. has maxed wow. her out. I love yeah. this so much. And Fred then, as a nice person would, gave Joyce... Tickets to the rep, correct? That's right. Gave and she tickets said, to go to the rep, and she couldn't find anyone to go, so I went with her. That's it. But How that was okay because I was going to drive them anyway. I was the chauffeur oh, I got of the you. deal. I got you. So I got to go in and watch the play, and it was amazing. It was. It's a wonderful life, a live radio play. So we were asking about that. the yeah, yeah. How did that kind of work out? It, it worked just like a radio play. It was all set on the stage. There, there was no scene changing or mm-hmm. anything. There were maybe 10 characters. They played multiple parts, different voices. And it was like you were watching a radio play, actually. That is cool. It was sort of like when KMOX would do the holiday radio play. Yeah. Um, you know the stage there at the rep where Mark you were killed in every so many times season. Yeah, so many times I was killed off. Let me tell you, yeah. Well, for people, there are a fair amount of ninety-seven FM Talk listeners who were not with us on the KMOX side when I was there, and that this became a legendary thing that uh, Kevin Colleen, who would join us many times for contributions over the years on this station before he, he crossed over to the dark side, <laughs> yeah. he's working for he Steve Elman. And by the way, when I say cross over the dark side, it's not because of Steve; it's because he's like in PR yeah. and yeah. he's a flack now. But Kevin. I don't know how many years he did it, Fred. He wrote this X radio play. We delivered it live every year. I right. did about 15 of them, and I think in about 
75% of them, I was killed off in that the end. He liked, he liked to do that. But it was amazing because oftentimes I would go, I'd have some scenes early in the show. And we did these at the um, Webster. Yeah. And oh, then we right. also did them at Sheldon. the Sheldon. Because right. I was in one. Right. right. Yeah. So, But I would go in the back and sit with the crowd. And when we would get the scripts, and the scripts would only get delivered to us about a week before we would rehearse. And it was always one of these things where we'd show up on a Monday. I think it was always on a Monday night. We would rehearse. No one would really read their scripts. And we would run through a rehearsal. And it was just a mess. It, it was terrible. And Kevin would shout out this and shout out that. And Mark, do this. And then magically, and I'm not exaggerating this, Monday night would come. We'd be called on to you know step up. And I'd sit in the audience. And I couldn't believe how the audience would respond and laugh to the jokes. And it really was a pretty cool thing. It was cool great. Nice. It, I, it, somebody needs to do that again. I miss those days. And this show with the rep had the, all the live sound effects on stage. Yeah, that's Aww. cool. That was really cool, too. Awesome. That's neat. And Marie's okay with you dating Joyce. Yeah, I mean, that, that's very, <laughs> very nice of her. <laughs> we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Side note, I didn't know she ironed. So yeah. that's, a, yeah. that's yeah. a little tip factoid I was unaware of. <laughs> Can she make an omelet? <laughs> oh, I'm sure she can. Okay. I'm just choice is multi-talented. I like that. Right. Uh, we are going to do a Christmas quiz. I hope you all are ready. Here are the rules. You, but first of all, will you pull up the buzzer, Mark, just in case? Oh, the buzzer's always oh. pulled up. So now, there's, there's never a need to ask for the buzzer, <laughs> let me tell you. Some of these are multiple choice. Some are not. If you think you have the answer, you have to say your name. That's the, hmm. that's, And then I will call on Mark. you. Well, yes, Mark, what is the answer? Um, three. That is incorrect. Okay. Buzz, please. Try. All right, here we go. Number one. <laughs> Which Christmas carol has these lyrics? And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And Fred. Fred. the world. That is correct. Ah, great. Nice I, job, I was thinking, Fred. I know this song. Is it Deck the Halls? It's not Silent Night. Thank you, Fred. Nice work, the quizzes Fred. are not my stronghold, which is why I'm going to do the next quiz, and you guys okay. are going to participate. <laughs> which, number two, which of Santa's reindeer, now this is going to be somewhat Mark. easy. <laughs> Mark. Rudolph. That is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> which All right, it down. of Mark. Santa's reindeer Donner. has the guessed. name of a female fox? <laughs> is it female? Blitzen. Huh? huh? Mark. Yes. Blitzen. No. Okay. Uh, is it A, Vixen? Is it no Alex. Alex. Prancer? Yes, Alex. I'm going to go Vixen. That is oh. correct. Oh. The obvious <laughs> one. Thank you, Alex. There you go. You got to capitalize when you can. Yes, Mark. People, you do. start singing this in your head because here we go. Number three. What did my true love receive on the 11th? Oh. Day of Christmas. Who keeps track that long? According anyway. like, to I lose track at the at the five. Twelve days of Christmas. Was it drummers drumming? Was it swans is swimming? Or was it pipers piping? Abby. Go ahead, Abby. Swans. No, that is incorrect. That, that was technically not one of the choices, but buzzer. that's okay. Yeah. I was going to no, go I with did swans. swans too. Oh, you did yeah. swans. Yeah. Oh, Can you, you didn't Alex. do Lords of Leaping. I'll go the pipers piping. That is correct. <laughs> pipers piping. It's eleven. It's fifty-fifty. Alex, that you're point. on a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. You, know. you took the odds. I get yep. it. <laughs> which country on our Christmas quiz 2023? Which country traditionally eats KFC for Christmas dinner? <laughs> what? Which country traditionally eats KFC for what? Christmas dinner? Mark, Fred. Korea. No. Mark. Yes. Canada. No. <laughs> Think about it, Abby. Kentucky. <laughs> okay. Was, Is Kentucky a country? That's what I was going to say. No, I'm sorry. I don't know, Sue. There's I'm going to Google that. I'm going to see because it the, might be. The correct answer. Mexico. No. 
Japan. Oh. Japan. Japan. I never right. would have gotten that. No one gets yeah. a Japan eats KFC for Christmas dinner. Wow. What? Is that true? It Go is. Go Japan, I guess. Okay. Number five. What famous Christmas carol was originally written for Thanksgiving? What famous Christmas carol? It doesn't really mention Christmas in it. Oh, uh, Mark. Uh-huh. Yes. Clarence Carter, Backdoor Santa, which oh, is coming up here in a few that's minutes. That's probably true, but that is not the answer. <laughs> and I, that refers I was, to Santa, so no. Alex, yeah. I was going to say, well, keep in mind, I didn't really get through the whole song in my head right now, but Deck the Halls? No, but that's, no, but keep okay. going. Think along those lines. Okay. Anyone? Hallelujah? No. <laughs> it was not written for Thanksgiving. Is it? Well, no. I can't do that because it's too obvious. People, the answer is Jingle Bells. Really? Oh. Jingle Bells was... on a one-horse open sleigh was taking you to Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah. Huh. You're mm-hmm. kidding me. I guess uh-uh. it wasn't a reindeer taking uh-uh. you in now, the song, right? One of you, exactly. That's, one of you can probably get this. That's a good random fact. It, it is, is isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Number six. How did the Hawaiians say Merry Christmas? Who's heard the song? I know the song, but Come I on. That was close. I don't know the words. I don't. I would be lying he if I... kind of hummed it, though. Yeah. Melikilikimaka. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll give it to Alex. That was close. Alex I is mean, killing it here. You can't invite a Jewish guy All right. to play Christmas. <laughs> no, you really <laughs> can't. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but hello. <laughs> uh, okay, Mark, you should be able to get this. Mark. Number seven. No, you're <laughs> going to hear the question first. How did Buddy the Elf get to the North Pole in the movie? Abby. Yes. He uh, snuck into Santa's bag for yes. a teddy bear. Yeah. Yes. Kind of knew that, but uh, nice and we're going to watch. We, we've all, the, the Reardon family has all come into an agreement that we're going to watch Elf this year. Have you not seen it? Oh, 20 times, but it's been a few years. And mm-hmm. Alexis, I don't think Alexis really seen it all the way through, and she's now at the age where I think she's going to appreciate it. I got a bonus it. question for you. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, do you know the four food groups? <laughs> well, sugar, sugar is one of them, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> candy, candy, right? Candy's one. Yeah, that's the only thing I Candy care about. Candy corn's another. Okay, uh-huh. and oh, then it's two funny. other candy somethings. It, yeah, it's such it, a great sugar, movie. Sugar, candy, candy corn, and syrup, maybe. Yeah, oh, I yeah, think that's syrup. it. Yeah, yeah that's that a good one. Yeah. Does it for me? Uh, Fred has one right answer. We have Alex with three right answers. Abby with one. Uh, so far, Mark. Mark has shut out. <laughs> but there is a chance here. In what century was tinsel invented? Was it the 1600s? The 1700s or the 1800s? Mark. Mark. I'm just going to go 1700s. Nope. Damn it! Abby. Oh, no. Abby. 16. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> tinsel invented in 1610. Wow. For what purpose it. was tinsel invented? To be, and by the way, know. here's a question. Like when I was a kid, tinsel everywhere. We always had tinsel. Oh, yeah. It was the thing. Yeah. Haven't bought tinsel what in years. What is tinsel? It's exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. You know what? what in the world I don't know. is tinsel? It's I do like, not know. How would you describe tinsel? Shiny little ribbons that you you just put on. That's the tree. It, yeah, yeah. That's and it. they're like really yeah. tiny, like tiny little noodles huh. almost. Yeah, noodle ribbons. Thank yeah. you, Abby. Noodle. But I mean, my my question: Who buy? Does, do people do that anymore? I don't think I've I. I don't see tinsel. I think it might be coming back. The Christmas tree. And it would just. Well, you're it Jewish, would hang so off the tree. Yes, yeah, it would hang off the tree. Seems like a pain in the ass. It's supposed to look like icicles. That's what it was. But I mean, there was an era. I would call it the tinsel era in the 20th century. Yeah, you would. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Therefore, Alex has won. Thank you, guys. The Christmas quiz. Yeah, appreciate you having me out. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Mela Kalikimaha, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sue's News brought to you by Mr. Appliance. Speedy expert service calls 636-674-6446. 
And today's random fact, hmm. well, this is a sad one, but it's short. Otis Redding passed away in a plane crash in 1967, only three days after he recorded Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Well, really? that one Whoa. is yeah. full of Christmas spirit, Sorry. Sue. We appreciate Sorry. that. But that's, that's sad wow. and interesting, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Um, on the topic of quizzes, really, we did not coordinate quizzes this afternoon, but I have a quiz that is based on the college bowl season. And Abby and Sue and Alex, I'm tossing oh, in on this. Man. You might think that you're going to do no, really well. I but, don't. Uh, I, you should see where I lay in the bracket I'm in right now. We're going to get good. to it. We're going to get to it next. Hang in there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Clarence Carter. And I like that song. 433, we have another quiz. It's a day of quizzes, apparently, on the Mark Reardon Show. This one is going to... Fred helped put this together, but both Fred and I would admit, and you might think that we're joking here, Sue, Abby, and Alex Rich, but we we probably would get a fair amount of these wrong because um, they're kind of goofy. So this has to do with the college bowl season, right? Hey, Fred, maybe I should know this, but the Cotton Bowl... That Mizzou plays in a week from now. Yeah. Alex, you're going to that I'm game, going. right? I'm going. What down. is the uh, what? What is that called officially? Well, so who the sponsor? Yeah, is for yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Because th- this kind of plays into the. Um, oh, I saw it. It was somebody ran. It was like so random. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Okay, so there you go. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Let me start with an example here of real versus fake, because this is what we're going to do. All right, Sue, you ready? You have to tell me whether this is a real bowl here between two college football teams in the next couple of weeks, really, you know, the next week or so, or fake. So the All-State Sugar Bowl, that, that is real. Okay. okay? I'm just going gonna, gonna to help you here. I'm going to gift you a couple. The George Santos Cameo Bowl, that is fake. Okay. Okay. So that, that one is, you know, could be a good one, but that is <laughs> not the Congressman funny. George. It would be. Okay. So uh, we'll start, Sue, we'll start with you. We'll kind of go around the uh, the table here, right. and I'm going to kind of see what you can come up with. Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. I'm going to say yes. Abby. No. Uh, Alex. Yes. Okay. It is It is one. Mm. In fact, it was Tuesday between the University of Texas San Antonio and Marshall. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Sue. I'm going to say yeah. Okay. Abby? No. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh. Abby, you're wrong again. That is a (laughs) real. The Jimmy Dean Sausage Breakfast Bowl. (laughs) Am I I I first again or are you going to go the other way? Uh, We'll go the other way. Alex, I think you were telling me. The Jimmy Dean Sausage Breakfast Bowl. It is too perfect, but I don't think it's a. I don't think that's it. Abby. I also don't think it's real. No, I don't either. That's right, too that, good. That one is fake. The <laughs> Oscar Meyer hot dog bowl. 
the Oscar Mayer hot dog bowl. Yeah. Mm. I'm saying no. Abby? Yeah. Sue? I'm torn on this. I'm going, yeah. Okay. It is not. That is okay. that is a fake one. That is a fake one. I haven't missed one, by the way. No, no you I haven't. I've been it writing it down The uh, Pop-Tarts Bowl. Mm. Sue. Pop-Tarts Bowl. Wait, just Pop-Tarts Bowl? Pop-Tarts Bowl. No. Abby. No. Yeah, I'm going to say no, too. That is an actual bowl. No. It's no. a week from tomorrow really? between North Carolina oh. State and Kansas State. The Pop-Tarts Bowl is I absolutely coming. Soon. The Tony the Tiger yeah. Sun Bowl. Uh, Abby, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Alex. True. No, because Tony the Tiger is the Just not the, the not the company. Yeah, yeah so no. no. That is a real bowl. What? Tony the what? Tiger Sun Bowl, Friday, I'm December 29th, between Oregon State and Notre Dame. <laughs> Absolutely. The Jersey's Mike's uh, Sub Sandwich Bowl. I'm, I'll say yeah. Abby? Yeah, sure. Alex? Jersey Mike's, yeah, I'm going with yes. That is fake, no. actually. Uh, the Bitcoin NFT Bowl. Okay, and no. Also, no. Definitely not. Okay, that one is that's it. <laughs> the Let's Go Bowling Bowl. I love it. Even if it's fake, I say yes. I'm with Sue. Yeah. Alex. <sighs> Part of me wants to say it's like the very, very last bowl, like the worst. I'm going to, I'll be different than them. I'm going to say it's a real bowl. It's fake. <sighs> the um, avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. I'm sorry, what was that? The avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Cure Bowl. Cure? Mm-hmm. Avocados from Mexico Cure. Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> uh, cure? I don't understand that, so I say no. I'm with Sue again. No. See, I'm going to go yes, because how would he make sense. that up? Yeah. Right, yeah. Is it a re- I'm saying it's real. Uh, Appalachian State defeated Miami of Ohio 13-9 in the Avocados from Mexico what? Cure. I'm not sure the cure word kind of throws me out, but that is real. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Hmm. Wasabi Fenway Abby, we'll start with you. Uh, no. Alex. I'll say yeah. I'm saying no. It's too general. That is a real bowl. Oh, my god. That is a real bowl. The Chips Ahoy Armadillo Bowl. (laughs) I hope so, so yes. I also hope so. Yeah, I think it's real. That is not real. That one's not real. The Chat GPT Bowl. Mm. Is that an actual company? Yeah. 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 Then I'll go yeah. I'm going to say no. I'll, I'll also go yes. That is a fake one. Oh, that is right. a, uh, that's a I fake one. I felt like one. it was the year of like AI, so they were like, let's sponsor a bowl. Game, the you know? roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Roofclaim? Roofclaim.com. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to start it off and say yes. All huh? right. Also going to say yes. I'll say no. Just a bit That different. one is real. It's All tomorrow right. night between South Florida and Syracuse. The He Gets Us Bowl. Oh, uh, mm. they do have like a lot of sports ads. They do. God spends a lot of money on sports. God, Jesus where does, does God get all the money for I, for this? Jesus got a lot of savings. He's, the stock market's done well over the course of several yeah. thousand years. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to say yes. It's surprising to me how much they have been spending this year. I'll say yes. No, nope, oh. that one is fake. Fred, was that one of yours? Yeah. That's a good one. That was a really good uh, one. Well, now I've, I don't have any more real ones left here, but we, we've got... Klein, producer emeritus Dave Klein and Fred teamed up on these, and I don't know which came up. He's got the Dell Computers Watermelon Bowl. That's fake. The Pandora Bourbon Bowl. That's fake. The UPS Delivery Bowl. That could sound like it's real, right? The uh, Costco Sarsaparilla Bowl. That's fake. The um, Coca-Cola Renewable Energy Bowl. The Expedia Flint, Michigan Bowl. There's all kinds these of stuff good. up here. Wow. I know. These are, are really good. Are, but see, the, the point of the, the, you know, the whole thing is 
some of these things have gotten so crazy control. with with the sponsorships, right? So mm-hmm. when I, when you look at them, and that's why Fred and I kind of agreed that if you kind of look at these and you would think that they're that they're real, that they are often fake. Let me see because I sent Klein this uh, the other day. Let's see if I can find um, the real ones because some of, some of these were really. When you look at the real, I don't have the list. That's like, why wouldn't Jimmy Dean? You know, if you're Jimmy right. Dean, yeah, yeah. I mean, why well, he's not? gone, but well, I mean, yeah. the company, yeah. right, right, but. The, the the deal with, you know, like, let's talk about the roofclaim.com bowl. That seems a little ridiculous, but let's face it. There are a lot of ads that come out that don't really send you. Like, I was talking to Fred. Maybe you'd have a reaction to this because you've been to Arrowhead. But it's the G-E-H-A stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is G-E-H-A? What the how, hell how is, do you say it? Yeah, what the hell is that? Like, I don't even know what yeah. it is. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I seriously, know. I'm going to go. Thank ask. you. So my point is, is that you have all these millions of dollars that are spent on the stadium, and Bush Stadium is pretty obvious, but you don't know, and you don't activate the sponsorship. At least RoofClaim.com, you kind of yeah, know. That's a good go point. RoofClaim.com. Hey, Alex, you went to how many shows of Taylor Swift? Speaking of Arrowhead, two back-to-back nights. I finally saw the movie. I have some things to say I'd like about to hear. it coming up. I was just uh, looking through my ex formerly Twitter feed for something that I wanted to uh, point out, and then I saw guy that I used to work with here who was pretty much a crazy person in the Camwex newsroom, this guy named Alex Degman, just responded to something. And I'll address that in the next hour because he's certifiable. And, you know, this is a good example of journalistic malpractice because this is a guy that supposedly covered news in an unbiased fashion and is going to expose himself in a way that's interesting. Mm. But we'll get to that. Sorry, I just caught that. But the reason I was looking at the uh, the feed was there's a guy by the name of Tom Closa who's been a guy. I like Tom. He's a good guy. He's been a guest on the show for many, many years. He's with the Oil Price Information uh, Service, and he, he kind of weighs in on energy prices and, and things like that and has over the years. But Alex Rich is in here from Y98, and I brought this up a little earlier. You went and saw Taylor Swift twice. You, Two did nights. you see, like, back-to-back? Back-to-back right. back nights. And then I, I, I also did see the movie. And I saw the movie <laughs> over the weekend with my um, with my daughter. And, gosh, this is bugging me right now because I have to find the— But the uh, concerts the were awesome. Well, Sue, you haven't seen any of this, have you? Nope. Okay. Tom said something the other day where he said, and, and I have to—I can't find it right now, so I'm just going to have to paraphrase it. But he said, saw the Eras movie, you know— I don't really get it. What's the difference between Taylor Swift and Debbie Gibson or Sheena Easton? And my response to Tom was uh, pretty much everything because those two had maybe four hits combined in the 1980s. And you're talking about an entertainer of a generation. Now, some people out there might not have respect for Taylor Swift. You might write her off or you don't know her music. But let me just tell you, as someone who's gone to literally hundreds of concerts over the years, including probably 20 (laughs) this year alone, big shows, that what I saw in this movie, and I didn't see it in person, was incredibly impressive, to the point where it was better than the U2 show that I saw at Sphere a couple of weeks ago, and it was done in a big football stadium. And this is your review just from seeing the movie. Because everything about it was top-notch. Yeah. And I'm Let's well, take it Taylor Swift. Let's mean, take. Ta- I, but I'm I'm talking about. I'm going to take her out of it. The costumes. Yeah. The choreography. The set. The stage. The lighting. Everything about it well, was top notch. There's one thing I'd like to note. If you notice how quick she transitions into the outfits, into the scene changes, mm. into the next song, she's not got a full like minute. The longest maybe she goes without 
getting back on this. That's real. That's not edited out yeah. just for the movie. Like, it really moves that fast pace in person. I think that was the most impressive thing was, like, there's no time to, to rest. Well, I think, you know, from my perspective, pacing in, in music and in a show is underestimated. Uh, and I'll give Eric Church as an example. I love Eric Church. I've seen him three or four times, I think four times in concert. He does very—he's very inspired by Springsteen. He's even got a song that's called Springsteen. Uh, to pay homage to him, but Eric Church has always annoyed me because he does long shows, but he does a song, and then there's a pause. And then he does another song, right. and Keep then there's going. a pause. Man, count count off into the next song. Keep going. You give yourself some rhythm, and I, I was impressed. Now, I get that some people are going to write her off as whatever, but her catalog in 17 years, it's most artists wouldn't have a catalog like she has where everybody in the audience knows the songs after 30 or 40 years, let alone 17 years. And by the way, she skipped a bunch of songs that for were hits. Sure. So I, I was blown away just because I do have respect for her as a songwriter. I, I should have offered this up as an example here this afternoon. I have you know some of the songs that people would know, but there's a song called Marjorie that is on uh, folklore, I think. Yeah, I mean, something that. like that. And Sue, so I don't know if I've ever talked about this with you, but this is Marjorie was song. Marjorie was her grandmother. Mm-hmm. She was a big opera That's star her actual yeah, voice. in St. Louis. Yeah. And in the concert on the Eras Tour, you'll see this too. At the end of the song, and this is failure as a radio host here, you'll hear this. It, it almost sounds like an instrument that comes in toward the end of the song. And it's her grandmother's actual voice mm-hmm. from a recording from when she was performing, I think here at the Opera House in St. Louis. Now that's really cool. It was awesome. It's pretty awesome. It, so the songwriting, I, I think she writes a lot of, she's not a country artist anymore, but let's face it, a lot of pop artists, they don't write their songs, right? She writes every she single writes, one of hers. She writes her songs. Yeah. So I, yes, I'm a super fan. Yes, I'm influenced by my eight-year-old You're daughter. Swifty? But I had so much fun watching that movie with my eight-year-old, and we did it over the course of two nights. We watched two hours on Friday night and then an hour on Saturday, and she did some Dance Party USA for me yeah. in, in front of me. I, I was I was really impressed. And I, I, I am glad, though, one more thing, Alex, I'm glad that I didn't take her because I think oh, as an experience good. for an eight-year-old in particular— I agree. It's different for kids who are older. I think the movie was better. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And, the the actual concert the experience too. would have been, honestly, almost too overwhelming. Like, people, people, gir- girls my age were crying, like, oh, everywhere bet. around me during this. But the way I best describe, like, this show specifically, don't you almost feel like it was more of a of a musical kind of like it was it it almost told a story from yeah, the beginning it does. to the it's end. It's very theatrical. It's not your normal concert. Like it's just not your normal concert experience. And I think for the people that are quote unquote haters of of Taylor Swift or whatever, I think that that's something that like you can't just say about everybody. Not everybody has the ability to go in there oh, and sure. tell a story that you're able to follow well, from beginning to end. I also think thing. it speaks to worth work ethic and, and professionalism yes. and the ability to, and I mentioned Mr. Springsteen, and I know people have issues with his politics. I, I have to, and I've had to do it for my entire life because I've been a conservative since I was in high school. Okay, mm. so this is not, none of my political opinions have been manufactured. It's just, it's who I am and it's who I've been. But I bring it up because I am for because of that to separate my politics from my entertainment. Now, there are there are things where I will draw the line. Like, at this point, after seeing that ridiculous cold open on SNL two weeks ago with um, them mocking Elise Stefanik in the aftermath of the hearing with the, you know, the MIT and Good the pen. That, I don't, I hope I never watch that show again, maybe for a musical guest. But I, I bring it up because Springsteen, there are several other artists out there 
they want to perform for that person who's never seen them before, and they're going to do just as good a show for you as anyone else, and they're going to bust their ass, and they know that you've paid a lot of money for that ticket, and this is a special night for you, and they treat it that way. Yeah. I've seen artists over the years, and I'll, I'll use Mellencamp as an example, although yeah. the last couple of times I've seen him, he's been pretty solid, but you've got a guy that has five decades of music at this point, right? And he does maybe an hour and 15 or 90 yeah. minute show. I'm I'm for a show that has pacing and maybe you don't bore people with a bunch of stuff that they don't want to hear and that's fine too. But let's let's work a little bit here for the fans that are shelling out this several one, hundred dollars about a ticket. This last one he just had here? I didn't see that one. I went and it was kind of like there was a lot of weird reviews from everybody in every city that he went to cuz he's like he started out and showed like these movie clips and it was like it was like dude people are here to watch you play your hits like let's do this like i i always say play the stuff that like go back to the things that made you famous mm-hmm. go back to the things that are the reason as to why you're on this stage right sure mix in some originals mix in if you're releasing a new album i get it don't play that whole new album though did he do that nah it was more like he only played maybe like like you said he has how many years of music, and yeah. he played maybe three. Well, it's forty plus years of music at this point, right? And he right. Pl- probably played like he played Small Town and Jack and Diane, and maybe those were the only two that he that he really. I played. I think a it. few more hits than that, but and maybe I'm picking on Mellencamp. But my my point is, is I see so many artists that are just kind of, you know, I don't want to say mailing it in, but they're they're not they're not going that extra mile for the fans to make that really a special. You know, yeah, and you know who else does that is Justin Timberlake, who hasn't been out in a while. Does a good job of yeah, it. Yeah, he really kills good. He does and, have a and, fast-paced show. And by yeah. the way, you, you you can't convince me that every other artist, and by, I saw Pink a few you know weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and she puts on a spectacular show. This show by Taylor Swift should it's make other level. artists say it is ne- absolutely mm-hmm. I thought the Jonas Brothers level. this year did a good job. They were known, they had like a... They played like 66, 67 songs. Yeah, Alex, but I I, I saw that show and it it didn't, it doesn't compare to this. But I'm saying even that does not compare to the the Taylor Swift show. Hmm. No. If you haven't seen it, buckle up. It's a long movie, but it's worth it. And and I get that there are people, and maybe Tom Closer, who I mentioned at the beginning here, are, are not going to be. If you don't know the music, I, I know quite a bit of the music. Some of that's because I have my daughter, but some of it's because I, I am a fan, and I'm a fan just of, yeah, of a lot of popular music. I'm a Swiftie. What can I'll I say? Come anyway, I've gone Sunday, we'll on enough it. about Taylor Swift, and I'm also the person that thought that, let's face it, that this whole thing with Travis Kelsey was manufactured and really wasn't going to happen. <laughs> and now they're probably going to have children together into the future. Alex, you have a great holiday time. Um, obviously, you just wrapped up your celebration we, of Hanukkah. We, what do you do for Christmas, though? I know that leaving? some Jewish families do a little Christmas celebration. Yeah, you, know, you just ignore it. Did you well, have the, the leaving, Chinese food? Are we leaving them with my uh, song? Oh, are we yeah, leaving them with forget. my song on the way out? Thank you you mentioned it. I don't do a lot for Christmas. No, I don't even put up a Christmas tree. Of course I care about the presents. I'm Jewish, but I'm not crazy. I load a Chinese food on my own. Even go bowling all alone. What else am I to do? That's how I celebrate Christmas as a Jew. Merry Christmas, Alex Ritz. There you go. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 